Hey everyone, welcome to the Lockdown Living Podcast, where every episode we take some time to look at the unique circumstances we find ourselves in and how we can best embrace the day, make the most of the moment and live for God in all we do. Well, lockdown has almost certainly affected every area of our lives. And what normal life looked like before is certainly not like what normal life is now. And what a normal day looks like has changed for many of us. For some of us, we have been furloughed. Uh, and so we've gone from having full on work schedules to now um, trying to work out what to do with our day. Others of us are now having to homeschool and learn what it means to teach our kids in our own home whilst manage a job in a family. And for many of us, homeschooling is coming to an end and we're now trying to work out what do we do with that extra time. And for others, working from home uh, is a new thing, a new venture, or maybe it used to be once a week and now it's every day. And um, life looks different. And the commute for many of us who live in the outskirts of the big city, um, the commute used to involve piling into a crowded train or bus and uh, crushing in and then getting out and walking to an office and arriving kind of sweaty and stressed. Whereas now, the commute might be waking up around sort of, who knows, nine if I'm feeling good and might get dressed, might wear my pajamas. Who knows? I'll see how I feel. Might even work in my bed. Um, and so life is very, very different. Um, and for some, we're even busier and our work has increased and we're around people who are in a different place. And there's all these things we're trying to navigate. And the question we're wanting to explore today is how do we build in healthy daily rhythms and routines? Is there a way that we can navigate lockdown and not just lockdown, but life beyond it with all of its pressures and responsibilities in a way in which we're not just surviving, but we're thriving and we're connecting with God and connecting with others and not just always feeling busy and overwhelmed and behind and struggling. Is there a way in which we can build in healthy rhythms in a culture that doesn't really prize healthy rhythms. So that's what we're going to be looking at today in this episode of Lockdown Living. And I'm so pleased uh, to be joined by some amazing guests. Uh, we have Lola, we have Hannah, and we have Roger. Are you guys doing all right? Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Great. All right. Well, let's just dive right in. So the, the thing I love about this morning is all of us, um, of today's podcast is that all of us are in different life stages and have different family setups. And um, uh, some of us, myself, no kids, some with kids who have grown and had their own kids, some with young, all, all sorts of different things. So to begin with, it'd just be helpful to, to, to just hear from each of you of what does life look like for you at the moment? So kind of in terms of um, work and family and all of that. And then what does a day look like, an average? And if there's not a normal day, then there's not a normal day. But what does a normal sort of day look like for you at the moment? So, Roger, why don't we, we kick off with you? What, what's, what's going on in your life at the moment? Well, first of all, I ought to say that for retired people, and this is a generalisation, um, a lot of the rhythms and disciplines you 
need to learn to prosper in retirement are similar to those that you need to prosper in lockdown, mm. um, especially during the winter months. So um, I had a heart attack and retired early 16 years ago. So obviously God knew I was a slow learner. <laughs> and, um, I've had a lot of practice at, at developing some of these rhythms. But an, a normal day for us would be my alarm goes off at quarter past seven, um, which gives me about an hour and a half before Jan joins the land of the living. <laughs> and, uh, I'm guessing um, she's not a morning person then. That's right. <laughs> so that gives me a chance to get up, shower, dress, have breakfast, pray and read the Bible, which um, are all important um, rhythms as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then it's not good to exercise for an hour after you eat until an hour or so after you eat. So um, do various things and catch up on emails and so on. And then sometime after 10, I start exercising um, for reasons that I'll explain later. And um, then about 11, we, oh, Jan, Jan also does exercises. Um, and then uh, about 11, we'll stop and have coffee and uh we're blessed to have a summer house down the garden, which is a, a grand name for something um, which is really quite modest. Um, but when the sun's shining and both the doors are open, um, it's a bit like being in a beach hut without when the tide's out. So um, we, we enjoy going down there to have coffee and read the papers and then get on with the rest of the day. Nice. Great. Well, we'll come back. I've got a few questions about why things are like they are, which I've jotted down here and we'll come back to them when we get into the kind of main bulk of the discussion. But that's, yeah, really interesting to hear. And just hearing about the summer house, I'm like, I'm going to have to definitely come around soon, Roger, and uh, and enjoy your garden. I know you're a big gardener, so I look forward to seeing how it's looking now. Um, Lola, what about you? What's what's um, your kind of life set up at the moment and how do you normally structure your day? Um, so my kids are teenagers and then I've got one who is pretty much an adult. Um, um, so with them in mind, really, um, I don't have to do much homeschooling. It's just keeping on top of them, making sure that they're doing what they're meant to be doing, really. And then when you get some emails from school, having those conversations. So on a typical day, it's more myself and daughter really trying to sort each other out. So, um, you know, I used to have a long commute to Milton Keynes previously. So wow, this every has day? Every day, pretty Ooh. much, yeah. Um, but um, interestingly enough, I stopped the job um, just before lockdown. Um, so this is kind of new to me. So um, I was, I've had periods where I've struggled uh, because when I used to go to Milton Keynes, I used to have to get to the station for quarter past six. And um, so that meant waking up about four or five to try oh. and incorporate quiet time and stuff like that. So, you know, it's um, making that transition um, from um, a nine to five job to sort of an entrepreneurial job or business and life, really. So balancing all of that. Um, so really, pretty much, um, as Roger said, um, all of us are trying to learn that life. Hmm. And uh, for me, it's waking up 
um, originally because I cooled. I was waking up pretty late, um, but it didn't work for me. So mm. I've had to transition back to my, because I'm a morning person, um, early morning routine. So get up early, around about 5.36 and then um, have a bit of a quiet time. And then, you know, because Dutton is also an early person. He wakes up about five um, every day, you know. So when, I'm, <laughs> when, I, when I roll over and I see he's not there, I feel like, oh, you're lazing about, you know, get up sluggard. <laughs> <laughs> so really, yeah. So it's just that, and then um, I, I make breakfast, then come down, do you know, have a lot of Zoom meetings because that's what my job really entails now, and um, try and wake the kids up when they're not awake, and you know, get to do their work and all of that. Um, and then some evenings um, we have family time. Sometimes you know we get on a call for church and um, church meetings and all of that. So yeah, yeah, pretty mm. much. Um, well, it feels prayer. like everyone here is Hannah please tell me you're not a morning person as well because otherwise I'm going to be <laughs> the only evening person here I'm going to feel very bad why are you would you say you're a night owl or a, an early bird I'm sorry to break it to you but I'm very much a morning person oh no <laughs> likely because it's enforced on me so we the kids they're they're very much at the homeschooling age and um, so they're nine and seven year four and year two so we basically like spent the last 12 weeks trying to work out um, some kind of rhythm and routine that works and it has honestly it's changed every week if not every day it's mm. kind of muddled about but I've, we kind of repeat the same five things and um, so we go to Elton venue and so every morning at quarter to eight until half past eight there's a prayer meeting so we kind of put some kind of get a cup of tea in and <laughs> stick a jumper on and we join in with the prayer meeting um which has just been a really good good start to the day and that's formed a really nice rhythm because it straight away sets my perspectives better and um, mm. focusing on God and we get to worship together and I'm a people person so it that's really been hard for me so to get to have a little bit of interaction even on zoom with people has has really helped mm. um so we do that and then we pray together and then after that I try my second thing I do is I try and have a bit of quiet time by myself so um, well, I tend to get up get dressed and then I'll come back into my bedroom and I've had to start teaching the kids of like my mummy's praying by herself now <laughs> so I kind of take myself away and do like a little bit of bible study time I'm going through the bible in a year however I'm very behind so just still <laughs> mulling my way through it's more than a year but it's the bible so it's yeah, yeah any, any is good um so I've been kind of oh I think your internet may have cut off there Hannah I guess this is part of the problem with uh with life in lockdown we're so reliant on on the internet for keeping in touch i think you're back in now so i think we're up to your third point on how you're just smashing it with the bible in a year and uh you're you're already in 2022 because you're that far ahead is that what you're saying <laughs> no no really not really not um we're like on august last year nice. but it's fine you know we're, we're plodding on um so yeah prayer meeting in the morning bible reading by myself then i do my thing called my morning jobs which is just like a bit of basic cleaning around the house like emptying the bins dishwasher washing um i just find that we're spending so much time at home that if i don't try and do something to stay on top of my house i just my head gets all over the place and i feel really behind and mm. i feel stressed by it so i just try and i do like my, my morning jobs and then i just pick one room a day to clean after that unfortunately it's homeschooling homeschooling is <laughs> not something i ever wanted to do before lockdown it's not something i want to do after lockdown but at the same time it has been a privilege honestly it's been hard um 
we spend, I think my quote of the season is every day someone cries. So whether it's <laughs> me or the kids, someone cries about it. It's just been really just frustrating for them. And I'm not a teacher. I find it really hard. And it's definitely revealed that like, I have to pray every day for like, God, just give me patience because it's mm. just really difficult to like try and encourage these kids to do these tasks which are very repetitive and if I'm honest a little bit dull I'm yeah. super grateful for the work that's being sent but it's just it's hard to bring it to life for them so that's homeschooling that takes up a good few hours and then um the last thing I try and fit into my routine is some kind of fitness or fresh air time so whether it's going for a walk we were exercising as a family um, and going for bike rides but um my husband fell off his bike and broke his arm. So I'm now doing couch to 5k, which actually has been such a blessing because I get out of the house by myself for half an hour. <laughs> so I just, that's lovely. I, we've been doing that um, or we go for a walk as a family. Um, and that's generally, so they tend to be the things that are in there, which order changes around day to day. Amazing. Wow. All, uh, well, the thing I love about it is there's, there's overlaps between our different lives, but there's a lot of differences as well. And I suppose it naturally leads on to the next question is how do you build in or how do you know what are the important things to put in and how do you stick to it? Now, obviously, it sounds like you, you guys are all morning people and relatively good, although I know none of you have claimed to be perfect with daily disciplines, but you know, you're putting this stuff in. I'm, I'm naturally someone who's a bit more of a, this is going to sound cheesy, but like a free spirit. I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to have these daily things and, you know, I want to go where the wind blows, which obviously I would never use that phrase because that makes me sound like an absolute idiot. But you know what I mean? I'm like <laughs> the thought of a routine like that. Uh, for me, like I'm like variety is the spice of life. Like I don't want to have. But actually, I think one thing I'm coming to learn for myself, and I've seen it more in lockdown more than ever before, is there's real value to having certain things that are almost like building blocks. Every day, it's like I'm going to try and do this, and if I miss a day, I'm not going to beat myself up, which is again a tendency of mine. But um, it's like this is healthy, and I want to to to, to build this in so that I'm not. Um, life isn't just because I think for so many people it's like life is just in lockdown passing by and they're like a day just disappears and I feel like I'm not doing anything or achieving anything I feel overwhelmed so trying to to really address that I think is really important and helpful and that's why I wanted to have you guys on here to, to speak about this so I suppose the next question then is yeah how did you decide you've just said what your day looks like but why does your day look like other than the fact of like you're saying, Hannah, your kids get up. So if you didn't want to get, then you know, eventually they're going to force that. But how do you know what routines to put in, and how do you? And during lockdown, has that been harder or easier? Um, Lola, why don't we? It sounds like you've had quite a big change recently. How how did you work out as you're restructuring your life? How did you work out how to do it? Um, like I said earlier, it's it's been a it was initially you know trying to understand you know the differences between you know the pivot you know nine to five to um, you know coming to um, home working and a career uh, a business rather. I mean, for me, I think what has really helped me is the fact that I picked up journaling um, mm. um, just as I came into this. Um, lockdown period um so what that has helped me to do is like in the mornings um i sort of also remember to be grateful for certain things so whilst journaling i sort of remember three things i'm grateful for today so that sort of sets 
um, my heart in the right, right place to know that, you know, it's the grace of God, it's the mercy mm. of God. And I just have something to be consciously and intentionally thankful for. And then when I've done that, I sort of uh, meditate on whatever I've, you know, read that morning or, you know, just think about life generally and just journal about it, ask myself a few questions. And that has helped me to sort of remain focused. Mm. And um, But I must confess that, you know, what, I'm a stickler for um, to-do lists, you know, <laughs> and for order and very analytical and all of that. So... Um, without a to-do list, I'm a mess, you know. Um, I have to write it down. Mm. You know, if you want me to do something for you, if I don't have it on my list, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, uh, so that's just who I am. But yeah. also, what I've, and, and if I, I mean, just like Hannah, I think she mentioned something, I was like, oh, that's so me, you know. Because, you know, if if I have it on my list and I don't accomplish it, I start getting stressed because that list gets longer. Mm. But the way I've been able to manage that during this uh, period is like, because I'm always going, oh, time's going, time's going. But then I've come to realize that it's not really about managing time. It's about prioritizing, mm. you know, my life. Yeah. So it's about understanding what is my life about? What are the categories of my life? And how do they rank really? Mm. So in a day, because originally, you know, it used to throw me when I've already put my to-do list together and, you know, my daughter or son will come, oh, I need to do this. I'm like, that's not on my list, you know. <laughs> but then, you know, prioritize, you know, living daily, you know, through prioritizing life is, you're more important than anything on my list. So I'm going to come and do what you want me to do. So it's prioritizing categories and all that. And, you know, living intentionally, really. Mm. Do you think some of it is it's that tension for, I often find of being organized but not being so um kind of rigid Dantic. that there isn't that flexibility yeah. because even when you look at the life of Jesus I'm always impressed by how interruptible he is and he clearly mm. had a, a priority a vision uh, yes. a plan yet yes. you know he's going somewhere and then someone grabs him or says oh come here and I, I suppose it's it's being organized enough that you can have that margin so mm -hmm. that your life isn't yes. all over the place but also Absolutely. you're not so with your head down that if there's a need you're not able to respond is that kind of what you're saying Yes, absolutely. Spot on. Mm, nice. Well, I'm, a, I'm a list person too. I have these little, as much as I'm a modern modern <laughs> man, I have bits of paper with lists every day I write out. Yes. I'm all about my notes. And, yes. uh, and there's something satisfying, isn't there, about crossing through a job. Oh, like, yes. I don't know what it is. Oh, yes. Why does that bring such satisfaction? But it does. I don't know. But, um, it's a sense of accomplishment, I think. Yeah, def and that's nice. Even just having those little wins, as it were, throughout the day, yes. about achieve something. In absolutely, yeah. I mean, Roger, for you, obviously, now you you worked in a kind of, you know, quite a, an intense job for many years, but now you're retired. How do you kind of get through your day with the sense of, you know, I'm doing, you know, I'm not just floating through life. What do you put in place so that it feels like okay? No, I, I'm actually achieve. I'm kind of I have purpose and meaning, and I'm, I'm doing what God's called me to. Yeah, well, I think during lockdown, um, having a vision really uh, has been absolutely crucial. Um, it says in the Bible, doesn't it, that where there's no vision, the people mm. cast off restraint. And um, it's easy just to, uh, I, I'm quite a contemplative sort of person, so I could easily lose hours, um, you know, without a vision. And um, I think... Uh, we didn't have the pressures that my fellow guests have had because um, we have time. But the challenge is for us is 
one fear because I've had um, various health conditions, have a heart condition and a lung condition. So initially, Jan was very anxious for me. And um, I, I think I just put it down to the Spirit of God that something rose up within me and mm. I just felt I need to lead my family through this period. And I felt faith rising that we're going to come out of this stronger uh, physically and spiritually mm. than what we went into it. And so it was a question of deliberately organising ourselves to that end. Um, That's great. And so, you know, I, I have a HeartWise video that um, that I, I play and do the exercises and because um, I've been on steroids for a number of years, it reduces your bone density. So I have some weights and uh, use those uh, to... Uh, bone mass and um, Jan has um, a hip and, and back problems so she does exercises to keep her mobile mm. um, and uh, yeah and then it's uh, because we're shielding and can't actually leave the premises there's a whole issue of not being able to go for walks and that sort mm. of stuff and so exercise therefore becomes more important and um, then it's a question of, Lord, how are we going to, you know, in all circumstances, God works for the good of those that love him. So it's a question of how can we get hold of the good that God's mm. wanting to work in these very trying circumstances. So I found I spent a lot of time on the phone, phoning um, old friends, people who are on their own. Um, in normal times, I... The main work I do in the community is with the community garden at Sidcup Place. And so um, phoning volunteers and putting out safe working guidelines for those that can get out and mm. actually spend their hours exercise in the community garden. Mm. So I've been doing stuff like that. And um, it's really to lay hold of that for which God laid hold of us, yes. I love what you're saying about hold, taking hold of the good, Roger, because I think it's so important, whatever season, whether it's coronavirus or unexpected circumstances that could come at any stage of life, it's trying to embrace what is it that God could have for us today. And whilst in many ways, these, as we keep saying, are unprecedented times, actually, mm -hmm. there's regular times throughout life where things happen. I remember when I lost a job unexpectedly and I had all this time on my hand and I, I'm used to finding my identity, probably too much so in what I do. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, what is God trying to teach me in this season? And, mm -hmm. and rather than just lament constantly and be like oh this is terrible it's like, okay well what can I do and what what is God wanting to say to me so I, I love that mindset and you touched on your 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 workout and your exercise and Hannah you mentioned that a bit as well and there's been a lot of discussion around the the link between uh physical well-being and our mental well-being and you you I don't know if you're closer to the couch or the 5k but you said you've been been doing a bit of running um couch to 5k recently what what was your kind of thinking in that and um I know you mentioned the freedom element and getting out of the house but what have you kind of seen the benefits of that have you like any thoughts on that so I um yeah I mean I am definitely firstly closer to the couch than the 5k <laughs> um, I had done running before but I think with lockdown I'm sure other people I just I just became really lethargic I found mm. it really hard to motivate myself to do anything woke up every morning with just this looming sense of like 
even with these five things, it was like, oh, there's just all these things that I have to get done. And whilst it's a lovely feeling checking them off as the day goes on, every morning I would start with like, oh, there's mm-hmm. so much like weight on me. And I just think for me, exercise, although it is another thing to have to get done, as soon as I'm out of the house, I'm free. And like, it's not just escaping the kids and, and the husband. <laughs> it's like I, I'm, I'm in the fresh air and I'm sure that, you know, there's lots of studies into that endorphins and it actually does boost your mood. Um, but I did spend a good few weeks knowing in my head, you should go for a run. You'll feel better <laughs> afterwards and not doing it because I was like, I don't want to. I just <laughs> want to sit at home and I don't. Yeah. So it's fighting against the lethargy. But for me, exercise has always made me feel better. Mm, yeah, definitely. It's, it's been encouraging to, to hear so many people in our church saying that and um, seeing there's this app Strava, which I've avoided for many years where people track their runs in bike rides and stuff. And I was always very judgmental of people who are on it. But I hate to admit, I uh, I downloaded it last week because I've joined the, the cycling brigade and I've been out on the streets in my in my bike given to me by John Lewis. Big thanks to John for that hand-me-down. And um, I, again, hate to admit it, but I bought some padded cycling shorts from eBay Ooh. last week. And you know you've reached... You, you, I, I always kind of made fun of the whole cycling gang. And now I feel like I'm gradually becoming one of them. So, but all jokes aside, like it, it's just, it's, especially when the weather's been so nice. I know the last couple of weeks haven't been, but I think it was the sunniest May since records began. And now, you know, it's mm-hmm. summer and, and there's just something about being outside and your body moving. Because I think for a lot of people, including myself, a lot of my life is now sat down of people working at home. Mm-hmm. I know for the last year I was checking on my phone and my average number of steps per day was about 7,000. And then I noticed in the first month of lockdown, my average steps per day was 3,000. So a drastic difference. And you think, well, how, and it's just like walking around the office and walking out for lunch or whatever it might be is is gone. Mm. And there's such a link, like you said, Hannah, with the lethargy of the body. I think there's something about getting moving and getting active and getting outside that kind of blows the cobwebs off. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, it's so helpful. Um I want to just, I don't know if, uh, Lola, if you, uh, how have you found out? Have you managed to get out or you just, you find yourself trapped in with your kids much? Any kind of insights on that? Yeah, for me, it's just been inside and indoors. Mm. Um, However, of course, because of the lethargy, you know, I do a few exercises. So I have a few challenges I do with my um, old school mates. So Mm. we just WhatsApp each other every day with our stats and all that. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'd get very competitive if I did that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the link, even like with thinking about um, just kind of even like healthy eating. I know one thing a lot of people have talked about is the challenge of being at home and constant snacking and, you know, all that kind of stuff and the the link between body and mind. And I guess you could obviously say spirit as well. There's such yeah. a link, isn't there? And it, it's interesting. I, 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 I know it's probably um, in the end of April, I was just feeling a bit low spiritually and emotionally and and then I realized I hadn't really been eating well or exercising and, and we can kind of underplay as Christians, we can just talk about, oh, you know, it's just important. We, we do this to grow in our spiritual life. Just make sure you read eight chapters a day. And obviously spending time in the word is so important, but we're, we're not separate beings. They're all important. So it's, it's important. We look after each element of our, our being Absolutely. to grow spiritually. I want to talk about busyness. Now I know, um, this is something 
actually I'll call it what it is. I know some people get really sensitive and a bit awkward about this, but um, one thing I noticed is whenever I would ask people for years now how they're doing, how's things, the response is always, yeah, I'm busy, I'm busy. And there's never any sort of recognition of, is that unhealthy? Is that, a, it's, it's almost like a badge of honor in our culture of busyness equals, you know, I'm important, I'm needed, I'm valued. And also it gives you a good defense if, you know, someone asks you to do something because, oh, just things are busy right now. And then you don't have to do that thing you don't really want to do. And the thing that's been fascinating to me is, is um, what's happened during lockdown because, beforehand I, I would have thought and people might have said if I just had a few more hours in the day you know it'd be so much easier um, but what's happened is during lockdown we've had had that extra time for a lot not everyone but for a lot of people either on furlough or without the massive commute and yet a lot of people have have, have discussed and expressed how they feel overwhelmed with life and commitments, even though they probably have left less commitments in their diary is emptier than ever before. And it reminded me, I, um, there's this book I'd really recommend on these kinds of things called the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. And, um, he effectively says the same thing. He says, um, we have a problem time, but here's the thing. And please listen carefully. The solution is not more time. On a regular basis, I catch myself saying, I wish there were 10 more hours in a day. Even as I, even as I mouth it, I realize my logic is flawed. Think about it. Even if God were a Robin Williams-esque genie in a bottle, there to make my every wish come true, and he were to alter the structure of the universe to give me 10 more hours in a day, what would I likely do with these 10 hours? The same thing most people would do, fill them. And I think the, the reason I, I bring this up is I think one of the things God might be wanting to say to us is, especially those of us who work in the city or not even just that with families and full on commitments and, you know, every evening filled with another child sport activity or another social engagement. What might he be saying to us about the rhythm of our life and the pace and have we actually made an idol of busyness and actually god is wanting to say it's time to to slow down and and use the word prioritize Lola. i think that's mm -hmm. a good one is is he wanting us to prioritize certain things and maybe lay down certain things um which can be painful because usually they're good things they're not bad things i doubt most of us are not having these you know terrible life habits we're looking to give up it's more okay, maybe my kid's doing eight different sports and four different instruments and me doing a social event every night of the week or whatever is maybe not a healthy rhythm. So I don't know if you've, if for some of you, it might be something you're still wrestling through or, but any thoughts, the floor is open. Any thoughts on, on that? I can jump in if that's all right, John. Yeah. Um, only because it was just with what Lola had shared and what you just shared then, it just reminded me of a quote that Ad had said to me before of, is if you replaced every time you said the sentence, I don't have time for, and mm. whatever it is, time for, and you change the, I don't have time to, it's not my priority. Hmm. Then I've just found that really helpful. So like, I mean, we were back at the time was talking about like health and going to the doctors. Like, I don't have time for the doctor. It's not really, it's, just, it's not my priority or I'm fearful or I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to play with the kids. I don't have mm. time to do the housework. It's just that it's not my priority. And of course there's grace. Thank goodness that yeah, there's grace. Of course. But I think it's just a, it's a helpful, it was just a helpful quote to be like, oh, 
like it hurt a little bit at the time because I was like oh yeah it is just that it's not a timing issue it's a I'm jiggling things around the wrong way and exactly not getting it right so true Lola you mentioned priorities how how do you work out what to priorities because as Hannah say we make time for what we prioritize we all have the same number of hours in a day so it is that priority thing isn't it Yes, it's about priorities. So like I was trying to say earlier, it's about having your list of priorities. Um, and as Roger said, it's about your vision and, you know, your purpose in life and understanding, like for me, I've just made a big change. So why did I make the change? What, you know, what was my purpose for that? Mm. And I found, you know, and like I said, I struggled earlier because I was just on autopilot, still you know, living my life like a nine to five person. And then all of a sudden, you know, my family were like, mom, you know, you, you, you did this for a reason and we mm. can't seem to see any change. You're just mm. constantly at your computer, you know, constantly having meetings because that was what I knew. So I had to take a step back, you know, and just, you know, trust God and just give it to God and say, God, okay, it seems like I'm managing my time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and Rabbi says our times are in your hands, Lord. So I'm giving my time to you and I just want you to sort of lead me. And, you know, it's about to- totally trusting the Holy Spirit to, to lead us. You know, there's a verse that I really love so much that says, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So, and I think that's, that's what I try to do now saying, okay, Holy Spirit, this is my day. And so during my time of journaling, it's trying to say, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me today? Mm. Um, what do you want me to prioritize today? So yeah, some days I get a list, some days I don't, you know, but it's about being, um, allow myself to be, um, to, to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me, you know, during the day, being aware of the Holy Spirit all through the day and saying, Lord, you know, if, if I'm not doing the right thing, you know, to reprioritize. But like I said, it's about knowing what my vision for my life is, why I'm doing what I'm doing and, you know, what's, what's that order of priority and responding in line with that order of priority during the day. So it, it's about the big picture. It's not about the immediacy of things. Mm. It's looking at the big picture. It's about sowing as well and not just reaping. It's knowing about that. It's a return on investment, you know, because I'm sowing into people's lives and it's about, you know, a future plan and it's about where I'm going. It's not about the now. Yeah, I think for me, it's the opposite to the challenges that are faced by my fellow guests and about not feeling guilty for having time. Um, And so the the fact that I can do a bit of gardening and then Mm. retreat to the summer house and read a chapter of my book and not feel guilty about it. And, um, you know, because we live in a performance culture, um, Mm. You know, it's yeah. easy yeah. to feel condemned that I didn't change the world the way I wanted to um, and yet enjoy being a son of God and having gone through a couple of life-threatening mm. episodes, just enjoying every day and giving thanks for every day. And, um, okay, so I might not be changing the world in which I wanted to, but I can enjoy being a son of God, mm. his presence. Oh no, that's great, and 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 I think what you're saying is also relatable to people of of all ages, not just retired people. Because one of the biggest lessons I've, because I'm I'm the same as you, I probably find and in an unhealthy way my identity in my pro- productivity and my success and what I achieve and all that kind of stuff. And as a result, 
the thought of resting or pausing feels like not just a waste of time, but I can feel guilty about that. But I'd say one of the biggest revelations God's given me in the past year was the the importance of rest. And even just on the productivity front, if you're always giving out, go, 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 and you never do pause to rest, then long term, you're going to burn out and you're not right. going to be as productive. And also just on uh, on the kind of connecting with God thing, I think for me, one thing I find is if I'm just go, 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 it's very easy for my heart to become distant from God. And just having those moments, like you see Jesus, even in all of his, because um, you look at Jesus's life and in some ways you're like, Jesus, like, wh- why did you keep going out into the quiet place or like running away from the, and you only did three years of ministry. Like if I was Jesus's manager, I'd be like, oh, we need to change things. Cause you, you haven't got a great understanding of productivity of Jesus. Like, you know, I'm not sure the team you've got and all these. And, and, but actually he obviously just had a different understanding of what yeah. success was in, um, yeah and that challenges me whenever i look at jesus and think he's got a few things he needs to sort out i then think it's probably not him that needs to change um it's it's probably me so i've just rediscovered this whole thing of rest and actually the whole concept of sabbath i don't know about you but when i for me like historically the whole idea of sabbath is it's a bit of a religious thing that we need to reject in you know it's not a day it's a lifestyle and all that and i think i and so much just rejecting all that, I never really held on to, okay, could God want me to take extended time every week to rest? So literally just the last two months, every Saturday, I have extended times where I don't do any work. I don't check my diary. I don't um, do any like heavy lifting mentally. I just spend a couple hours with God in the morning and then just have a really fun day with friends and loved ones and enjoy god's creation and things like that and and it's just been so restorative to me and yeah i don't know i I mean does i assume lola few that doesn't it sounds like maybe doesn't come naturally either but how how do you find it sounds like you're on a journey with rest as well (laughs) yes (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah my daughter my older daughter constantly says mom you never stop you Mm. just don't rest you know but um, just like yourself, um, I'm now making a conscious effort to, and, and, and it's interesting, you know, just what you said, because I think God has been speaking to me about rest and Sabbath and, you know, and um, pretty much everything you said about, you know, Jesus taking those times out during the day to mm. pray. And I think that's very important as well, you know, um, because what I've found anyway in my life is that uh, having those little snippets of time where I just um sort of be still if you like and be quiet for a couple of minutes and just um pray a little you know you know during the day it sort of helps me to re-engage with the holy spirit yeah. and just restabilize my day um and i find that um for example yesterday <laughs> is a typical example where um my younger daughter started school you know so already in my mind I knew okay today I'm gonna have to make sure I get up early you know make her food get her to school pick her up and you know thinking that in between all of that I'll be able to get some work done Uh, but it just so happens that yesterday if I wanted to give it a tag it would be a family day because Mm. you know everybody just wanted a piece of mama so it was like okay you guys are more important I'll give Mm. you the time and I'll find time you know later in the day to address what I wanted to address but I think I got to a point you know in in saying priority priority and then thinking about how much I needed to do and I got stressed 
But then as soon as I, I was able to identify that, I just went off and just thought, okay, it's better to go and pray about this. So I just went to spend some time, you know, worshiping and praising and just, mm. you know, chilling really. And by the time I finished all of that, I felt a bit better. So, mm. yeah. So yeah. That's great. Yeah. And for you, like, obviously with young kids, you're you're still on that journey of working out like how to have rhythms, not just in your own life, but you've got uh, your family to work out. And as Lola kind of referenced you there, there's, it's a, it can be a lot more complicated when you've got that. How do you, how do you with all the things, and I know it's very different now because they've come to an end, but thinking after lockdown with all the things your kids would want to do and all the after school activities and clubs and all the kind of pressures that our modern society puts on us that parents need to do, what are your current thoughts? I don't, maybe you're like, I'm going to change completely from I was before lockdown. I don't know. But what are your thoughts on how you, you kind of get healthy rhythms for yourself and for your family and for your kids that put God first and, and don't necessarily just conform to what society looks like? I think that's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, and I'd, I'd be lying if I said, I've worked it out. Here's <laughs> plan from, for after lockdown. Um, we've never massively done the extracurricular activities and um, we've kind of always just tried to be a bit more uh, uh, so our kids are a bit different in that they've never sort of said I want to do xyz clubs and I want to fill up all my time and a lot of their friends do do that um, but I think it's I think it buys into I think what um, Roger was saying earlier is like this achievement culture and I think parents feel like they're failing their kids if their kids don't have access to all of these clubs. But financially, we couldn't give them that. We couldn't give them all the clubs that they ever wanted to do. Wanted to do. And my mum has always just been really instrumental in making me feel better about that, of like, they have got a loving home. They're being taught about the love of Jesus. And actually for us, like just as a side note, lockdown's been incredibly fruitful. Hey. Like both of our kids became a, became Christians during lockdown. Hey, it's amazing! It's great. It's been great. But I mean, and if you know us, we're not the most organised. We're not the most diligent. But God is. I love that God has used our meagre offerings, and He's multiplied it, and He's done mm -hmm. stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it'll look like going forwards. There are there are clubs that I sort of think, yeah, that's a really nice thing to do. Like I love music. I think that's a really cool thing to do. But I, we've never. I don't think we'll change a tremendous amount because we weren't doing excessive clubs in the first place. But mm. I think trying to work out how to still it's an ongoing journey during lockdown. Like how do I prioritize? doing Bible time with the kids as well as my own and how all of that it all has to juggle but I mean I just think I think what you said actually about resting it's so true I'm definitely going to try and take a bit of that because it can just be so easy that every day has just bled into the next mm. and nothing feels that different at the moment so even maybe there'll be a day when I won't do the washing or something <laughs> get a day off from that just to with the kids and family um it work in progress for me basically mm. yeah 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 that's great well it's, it's funny even like you, you mentioned about one day not doing the washing i think there is something and that's why i think it's worth us thinking again about this whole concept of sabbath because i think if we're always on if we never have a, a day or an extended period where we're like i'm intentionally not going to be doing 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 then we I think we can just get caught up in, in this kind of, I don't know, just life, weeks, months, years pass, and we never just have those moments to pause. And Lola, what you said about journaling, I think is helpful. And I think that's a good takeaway for a lot of us is 
even if maybe we we don't write it down although i think writing i'm, I'm sure you would say actually can be beneficial so it's yeah. you know tangible but just having moments to pause to thank god to connect with god to, to assess where am i at and um maybe for each of us in your community and for anyone listening the next week or two it's like okay god what are you wanting to say in this season for now but also for after and um yeah, who knows what new community or I like our lives will look like past this. But my hope is that it doesn't look just like it did before. It'd be such a shame if we all just went back to the same routines and the same idols or the same, you know, insecurities. My hope is that God, yeah, really shapes us. And we haven't done this before on the lockdown living podcast, but um, yeah, it'd be good to end with prayer because I think um the good thing with all of this is we're not doing it in our own strength. And I, I hope that hasn't come across in the podcast that we're thinking, you know, the four of us are the, the experts <laughs> in, you know, how to live a, <laughs> a disciplined or maybe Roger. I think Roger will give you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that the cool thing is we're, we're all people who we're saved by grace. God doesn't love us anymore if we have the perfect yeah. daily routine, but he loves us enough to want us to bring us freedom and for us to, to know um, a life and life to the full and all of these things we talked about are ways that we can know him more and know freedom. And, um, and we have the Holy Spirit. So we're not on our own. We're not just trying to do it off um, our own strength, but he's, he's with us as we talked about on Sunday, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He's with us and in us in um, praise God. It's not all about our gifts or our abilities, but he's with us. So, Lola, would you mind just praying for us to close? Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship and this time of um, uh, understanding one another better and, you know, our lives better. We thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this opportunity even to share and do life together. We pray that um, everything we've said today, that you will take it, you will multiply it, and you will cause it to yield fruit in our lives and in the lives of all the people listening. We pray that it will be for your praise and for your glory, that everyone that has listened to this will take away something of eternal value, and that even we that we have participated in it, that Father of oh God, you will speak to us and you will continually teach us even as we go away from this Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, well, thank you so much for joining me, guys. I'm definitely encouraged and challenged and inspired by you. And um, yeah, it's so good to, to be your brother and be part of the same church as you. And hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll be able to be in the same building and hopefully without full ppe and two meters apart <laughs> and all that kind of stuff so um yeah hopefully sometime soon but thanks so much for joining me and thanks to all of you Pleasure. who are listening and watching in and god bless you and um yeah have a great week thanks everyone thank, thank you, you.